Destiny was released. It was a bomb. And all the critics said that the D was done. The sun had set and the chapter had closed. But one thing no one thought about was the D would fucking get wet. <laughs> Episode three. Rise again. <laughs> of the Wet Bandits podcast season three. We are in deep. We are deep into our dis- first discography. Tenacious D. A lot of D words going on. Lots deep. of very, <laughs> Dude, very you were, appropriate. You were talking like, um, you were like reading like with a pipe in right front, in front of like a fire in this like leather chair and like, you know what I'm saying? That's what I was going for. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, like masterpiece theater. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever? Uh, you might be too young. Sesame Street when Cookie Monster would do like uh, masterpiece theater. I can't remember. Yeah, probably. I, I think they stopped doing that. But anyway, that was a thing. Not worthy of bringing up on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> cookie. Cookie, cookie, cookie. Anyway. Uh, so we're talking about, since this is the third episode of the season and the third episode of the discography, we're talking about the third album from Tenacious D, Rise of the Phoenix. But we'll get there in a second. So what year did this come out? Ooh, 2011, oh, I think. So it's been a good while. Yeah, it's actually, this is weird. It's copyright 2012. I'm pretty sure Wikipedia said 2011. Well, I mean, when was uh, Pick a Destiny? 2006. Mm. Yeah, so five years. Um, but we're forgetting because we're doing two episodes in a row yeah. that we still have to do housekeeping. Uh-huh. The first matter of housekeeping is if anybody knows of a like music program or a computer that won't uh, have a big delay. Like I, <laughs> I click on these tracks, right? I click on a track and then there's like, the track plays, but the audio doesn't actually kick in for mm-hmm. like three seconds. So it's always coming in in the middle of the song. So step one, find us a better music program or something. I'm using Windows Media Player. I don't know if you've heard of that. Media Player. Media Player. So I actually think it's... Anyway, we're not talking about <laughs> that right now. Housekeeping. Don't forget, rate, review, subscribe. Last episode, we read our first SoundCloud comment. It was fantastic. Yes. In that amount of time, since the 15 minutes since we recorded that episode, we haven't uh, gotten a new comment. So mm-hmm. I have no new ones to read. Um, but keep those coming, you know, you know, once every six months or whatever you guys are doing out there. Um, but other people will find us if you rate, review, subscribe. And it's really – also, by the way, I forgot to say last time, five stars only, please. Five no, stars only, dude. we don't want any – Is that a hashtag? No, it needs to be yeah. now. Hashtag five stars only. There we go. So we got hashtag cooking with gas, G-A-S-S, yeah. hashtag uh, again, five stars only. So we need to throw that in there because yeah. that's an obvious five stars one. Only. Five stars only. Um, yeah. So we, we, we need that to happen. Also, other hashtags. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Richard Patrick, always. Hashtag human clay, not gourmet. Hashtag thumbs down to the ground. Hashtag... 
Uh, what am I leaving out? Five high fives. Five high fives. Um, There's one other one. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> fuck my ass. Yeah. What else? <laughs> Cherry's Jubilee and that's it. Oh, yeah. Wait, Cage, what do you want? Okay. Not important. So, like, I, I think that's all the housekeeping. Mm-hmm. Did I leave anything out? Five okay. stars only. Am I hit, I, did I hit record? Yeah. Sure did. Okay. We can officially say Is this my now. Thing on? Yeah, dude. Unmuted and everything. Yeah, the dude. world can hear you. This is great. We're actually on YouTube now. Yeah. This will be our th- actually this will be our fourth episode on YouTube. I have one random episode from season two that the audio is oh, on there, it, but yeah. just like a picture of the yeah, bandit. That's cool. It's better than nothing. Yeah. I think I'll do. I'll probably backlog the rest of these uh-huh. and and get those on there eventually. But you know, season three season three is a good season to mm-hmm. hop on the wet people bandit's are, train. People will be like, "Where's season one and two? Yeah, and we'll be like, "Well, you got to pay money for that." Yeah. Mm, we probably won't. Five dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> okay tenacious d's third album rise of the phoenix let's put a little context onto this okay we we talked about tenacious d's first album went platinum eventually it took a long time but it went platinum um jack black was becoming jack black the famous actor mm-hmm. then after that album came out he was cast as the lead in school of rock which is a huge success as a film then they I think accurately assume that now is the time to make a Tenacious D movie. They can make another album that will play as the soundtrack for the film. Jack Black's is a leading Hollywood person now in comedy roles, and they can use that mm-hmm. to make Pick a Destiny into big movie, and it absolutely flops. And from all, you know, you can never tell. You, you all have those friends. My boss is one of these people who you can never tell if they're serious or not. Mm-hmm. Like, you know they're funny, and you know they're like, they joke a lot, but they they play, they're very dry. So you're like, are they being serious or not? I can't tell if Tenacious D is joking a little bit or if they're dead serious, but by all accounts, the fact that Pick a Destiny did, the movie did so poorly was really depressing to them. Yeah. Like, I think they expected it to be at least somewhat of a hit and it was a complete disaster Mm -hmm. and i think it really turned kyle and jack off to the d for a little bit took six years five or six years for this to come out after that and even while jack was talking about like we're gonna do a new album kyle was saying things like "Mm, i'm not that into it like Mm -hmm. kyle had his other band and there just wasn't a lot of excitement seemingly from half the group and uh you know jack would say would go on like talk shows and be like oh yeah the new we're getting in the studio new tenacity album and jack and kyle would be like yeah we have about one and a half songs written for it (laughs) so um and i'm not saying that jack was really the enthusiastic like you Mm -hmm. know uh ambitious one and kyle was lazy that's just you know the things you read um and so you know, who knows what the full truth is, but you get that kind of sentiment listening to this. Yep. Don't you? Like, the the first song is about how mm-hmm. Pick a Destiny, as I said in my was opening released. monologue, was a complete bomb, and all the critics thought Tenacious D was over. But then the theme of this album was they rise like the phoenix. Yeah. And they come out of the ashes and kick ass again. 
So the first single from the album is Rise of the Phoenix. And it starts the album off. And I remember it. <laughs> it's funny that we're kicking off like uh, the discographies with Tenacious D because I wrote a blog for a little while. Oh, really? Yeah, it was crap. Yeah, you know, it was one of those things that I, I like to write. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, you know, I like to write about music. Maybe some people will want to read about it or whatever. So the first blog post I wrote was about Rise of the Phoenix because it was coming out and I was like, you know what? I'm going to get this the day it comes out and I'm going to write a blog post about it. And well, shit, if I didn't already, uh, the last episode, we didn't even talk about John Kaneski and John Spiker Yeah, because they are the stars of this album and they're the stars of Pick a Destiny too. Who are those two? They're basically half of Tenacious D now mm-hmm. that, Kineski is the guitar player and Spiker is the bass player slash keyboard player slash like sampler. Um, these two guys, we found out at the post-apocalypto tour show, these two guys came on to Tenacious D from a show that I attended. Yeah. They met crazy. Tenacious D <clears throat> at Nationwide when mm. Tenacious D was on tour for their first album with Weezer. I was at this show and they told they told the audience, and I it's got to be true, these two, like Kineski and Spiker from Hilliard, which is a suburb of Columbus, and they just like met them backstage or something with their girlfriends or whatever, and Kyle was building his own band called Trainwreck, and they asked, basically those two joined Kyle in that band, and now they're with Tenacious D, and that could have fucking been me. That's you know, crazy. I played guitar too. Mm-hmm. That could, I could be John Kineski in Tenacious D, but... Anyway, they they joined the band and they were on all over Pick a Destiny and they're they they play on this too, um, but I, I went off on a little tangent there because I realized we didn't mention them in the last episode. But they're on this one and what I wrote in that blog post was that they are the stars, specifically Kineski, the guitar player, because mm-hmm. he can do anything. Yeah, he can do anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we'll talk good. about it as we get through the songs. But Rise of the Phoenix, I don't know if there's a whole lot to say about it I mean, other than it's a good song right yeah, yeah. it's like um there's a lot of parts in it yes like we talked about in the in the tenacious d episode mm-hmm. and and i don't know if it's i compare story yeah yeah it's a story i don't know if i compared them to tool but part of me and that's they are they try to you know pretend like they're a metal band mm-hmm. sort of and uh not that they're not metal, but they do a lot of stuff that's outside the traditional metal realm, um, especially on this album. Yeah. But uh, but what I'm kind of getting at is that uh, is well, I kind of lost my train of thought actually. What was I getting at? This is great radio. That they were like. Uh, oh yeah, like they were like Tool. Um, mostly that like one five minute song will have like seven different parts. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that are all different and rise of the Phoenix is kind of like that. Um, that's one thing to note about this album. Rise of the Phoenix is the first song. It's the longest song. It's five minutes and 53 seconds. Yeah, it's pretty long. That's a long first single. And that another theme besides the fact that tenacious D is like making a comeback with this album. The other thing I would say about this album is of the four, this is the only one that, Sounds like Tenacious D trying to be just a real band. Yeah. yeah. Do you agree with that? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they, I mean, they do still do skits. Yeah. But there's only two. Mm-hmm. And really, 
the rest of it, all, all there's no like throwaway song. Like Tenacious D, the self-titled album has Lee, which is a good song, but it's literally a minute long. Yeah. And I know I argued that like it's stupid that in the world now a one-minute song doesn't get I the don't same think place. So. Yeah. You don't think what? I think I think it'll, it'll it will come back. Yeah, it should in the world of short attention spans now. Yeah. And and I agree. Like <laughs> it's stupid. It's stupid to say a song doesn't get the benefit of the doubt just because it's short, but that is like, it's the truth of the matter. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times songs don't feel fully fleshed out. Now, if it's just like one thing for Lee is like a very elementary song. All of these are pretty realized. Yeah. They're all pretty like, like full probably, blown three, songs. Three minutes at least. Yeah. yeah. So rise of the Phoenix is good. It's funny. It, when when you've been waiting for a Tenacious D album for five or six years, and that's the first song you hear, you're like, okay, yeah. I'm on board dun, right dun, now. Dun. And then what happens? You go to Low Hanging Fruit, which hang. is another just killer song. song. Killer song. We got to play a little bit. Of, go ahead. So, I'm just going to play so it. So rewind it so they get that first note. Oh, yeah. Boom. I'm going to turn it up, and then I'm going to rewind it, because you know what we fruit. said earlier about how this works. Here we go. Album. That is great. Dude, there's been times wow. where like, I'm driving in my car, and I just keep pressing back. Just because I love that note. Hungry. Like, do it We're again. hungry for some fruit. You guys ready for this? One more time. Here we go. go. What about now? What about now? Keep, I, was, I was gonna like the little rap over yeah <laughs> well, me and cage are hungry we're hungry for some fruit we wander through the this is the second single it would be a hoot to eat some low-hanging fruit we're on a free great song great like what a so it's groovy. perfect Tenacious D song. Yeah, yeah. It's not very metal like the first album is, but it's still like rocks. And it, the lyrics are perfect. Like it's not, it's, you know, sometimes you can get a little too the stupid. The lyrics are perfect. Right. Yeah. You can get a little too stupid with the innuendo sometimes. Yeah. And I'm not here to argue that this is like lyrically like genius or anything, but like it's just right for Tenacious D, you know, with a tasty crack. <laughs> that one's that's the only line that goes a little far like i've never thought oh that fruit mm, that's a tasty crack <laughs> in that peach you know <laughs> but the music video is crazy oh yeah it's good check it out if, if uh, you haven't seen that before um man such a good song um and then you have your first skit yeah the the classical teacher do you like the do you like the classical teacher skit I think it's a little too long, but I like it. It's too long. It's good. What's the? I've been thinking a lot about it. What's the premise of it? Like, what are you supposed to think? Are you supposed to think that Kyle can't see Jack when he transitions to a Felix Char? That was good, bro. Well, yeah. And and also, I think this came out. It came out close enough to Nacho Libre. They're like, oh, Jack's really into his Spanish accent now. Hispanic accent, yeah. Felix Char. You have to pick it up from the body. The body. (laughs) So, um, it's an okay skit. Um, I would say 
as far as skits go, it doesn't even make it onto the first album. First album skits are all better than this one. Um, This one's just okay. But that leads into Senorita, which is really a departure. For I mean, it's still like Tenacious D, but what I think of when I think of this song, this is the first song that I was like, oh, Kineski's on fire here. Because you've got, and, and I'll play it until we get there, kind of. But the, again, Oh, that I, guitar solo? That the, gets, the Spanish the tone, guitar. The tone is really good. So good. So much good guitar yeah. playing on this song. But like, when we talk about Tenacious D being great storytellers, this story is hilarious. Yeah. Like, he sees this his girl at a bar, and someone's done her wrong because she's crying, and he's going to, like, fight this guy in a uh. bar. And the, he walks up to the guy in the bar, and he, the guy in the bar tells him to fucking fuck himself. <laughs> Which is... He's, he looks and tells me to fucking fuck myself. <laughs> and then when they get to the part where they're about to fight, he's like, did you just tell me to fucking fuck myself? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You're like glass breaking in the background. Yeah. I think it's about to happen. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Did you just tell me to fucking fuck myself? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm telling you to step outside. So they step outside and fight. Um... Conchita, bro. Yeah, Conchita. And we met, we met, oh, yeah, yes, which will come up later in the next episode. We have to remember that. Um, we missed the little Spanish guitar solo, but you don't need to hear it. You just take my word for it. It is masterful. And then we get guitar here later that's got like that telephone distortion, like, or I don't know if that, it, it's more like a resonator guitar. Yeah, it sounds really good. So good. Um, and this song is just, it's, Listen, you hear that Spanish guitar? Oh. Listen to this guitar shred. Yeah, there's like some Spanish guitar. I turned it up. I probably shouldn't have, but uh, it's going to be louder than the rest of the music in here. But then he speaks some Spanish to his horse. In Los Montañes, Cold Water Canyon. Like this is great, too. There's the guitar we're talking about. Callete yeah. Tumboca. That means shut the mouth. <laughs> and then you find out that Larry, Conchita just likes to be with this guy who abuses her, apparently. Um, Great, great song. I love that song. So... That brings us to Death Star. Death Star. Death Star, in my reading, what I found out was Death Star was the first song they wrote for this album. Mm. It was like Death Star kind of kicked off writing for this album in general. Like they weren't even going to do anything, but they wrote this song called Death Star and they loved it. Um, You like Death Star? We'll get to it later. Okay. Yeah. I hear you. Roadies after Death Star, though. Dude, I love Rody. Rody is great. I don't know. I don't. It's, it's like the Jack Black song. Yeah. You know what I mean? How, how do you mean? Like, I think he's I just agree. It's all with about you. like the show. Yeah. You know the the rock the what process. It's a story, dude. Yeah. On the stage, my muscles flex. My fucking sweat will save the day. Yeah. And this is, even though Rise of the Phoenix was the first, go ahead. Even though Rise of the Phoenix was the first single, 
this they released a video for this i don't understand why it's not technically a single there's they have a lot of music videos for these songs maybe for almost every song except like 39 right and that and that fits into the soundtrack thing like we were talking about but a lot of them were on funnier die like this was on funnier die and it's still there i think um and uh but anyway uh, in the video, Danny McBride from Eastbound and Down and Foot Fist Way, and he he was hot. He, I don't know. I guess he's is he still a hot actor now? Do you know who Danny McBride is? No. Then he's not hot. But he's a, he was a good character actor, like a white trash, like oh. hillbilly, but like funny. Yeah. And a lot of actors were saying at the time were saying Danny McBride is the fucking funniest guy mm-hmm. you ever. Um, but he played the roadie. In this. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I know who he is now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so like, they released this video before the album came out, and I was like, hell yes, because yeah. the song was good. Uh, it's a little ballady. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good. It's a good song. I love Very it, strong. Very strong. Give me that I want KG's chode. After that, we have the flute and trombones skit. I love this one. Flute and trombones. Let's listen to it. It's better than uh, it's like classical wake, teacher. It's like wake up, you asshole. Yeah, <laughs> kind of, and it's Cage? shorter. Buh. Buh. Hey, what? What's classic what's happening? KG? Yeah. To be, what are you buh. doing here? <laughs> oh, I just. Oh, uh, I think I forgot something. Just you know. Wait a second. It's like two a.m. in the middle of the night. Yeah. And you're here in the recording yeah. studio alone. <laughs> so. So what up? Explain just, yourself. I just had to, you know, come back and, uh... What are you, what's that behind your back? It's just... Is that a flute? Dude, are you coming in here at night with a fucking flute and laying down flute tracks? <laughs> you got laying down flute, flute tracks? God damn motherfucking oh, stupid b- piece of <laughs> shit! What's behind your back? What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> what's behind your back? What are you doing out there anyway? Ooh. What do you mean, what am I doing here? What are you doing here? Well, what are you doing here? You're on my shit about being here. What are you doing here? Did you hear that burp in the mic? What do you have behind you? That's Good. a trombone. So what? I, I was going to lay down. Fuck you! Fuck you! And then somehow fighting, you know, makes him play for the drama. That sounds more like a skit that would have been on the first album. And I, I think I read somewhere that one of the two the classical teacher or flutes and trombones was actually done oh, really? as part of the first album. Yeah. I'd bet on flutes and trombones, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really matter. Well, I like, like flutes and trombones. I think it's appropriate because the next song has like the recorder song. Accurate. The, yeah. But, but I do or think, recorder, yeah, I still think every skit on the first album is better. Yeah. Even though I like flutes and uh-huh. trombones, that's not really a knock. Every skit on the first one is really good, uh-huh. but I don't know. Then we get the Ballad of Hollywood Jack and the Rage Cage. Love it, dude. <clears throat> Love it, too. Um, the thing we talked earlier about how a lot of this album sounds like a story about, mm-hmm. you know, their fall and, and rise again. This song sounds like... This is the where I can't tell this if they're joking. The well, Hollywood I was watching an Jack interview and, and they're like, cage. like, I think... Nothing no one could quote me on this, but like, they were like, um, 
do we have any serious songs? Because they like, I guess they tried to make like a serious love song before they were like Tenacious D, and they're like, no, we need that clown powder, you know? But anyway, they're like, Cage was like, I call him Cage like I know him. Kyle Gass was like, grumbled and growled and watched Hollywood Hollywood, Ballad of Hollywood Jack and. Rage Cage is our serious song. Yeah, this has a good video for it. Yeah. Um, not an official single, but um, so yeah, um, it sounds. You can just picture it in your head. Well, yeah. and and you know, on some level, it's sort of true. Yeah. Like it's about how they had this band and they were like two not particularly famous people, and then Jack gets really famous. Mm-hmm. And Kyle, nah. I don't think Kyle lives a shitty life. No. But like compared to yeah. Jack, he's probably not made. People want to see Jack. They don't really want to see Kyle unless you're people like us who are like tenacious to nerds. So a lot of it has to be kind of true. Um, but uh, you know, I'm sure a look. I hope a little bit's embellished because the song's kind of sad. Yeah. You know. Um. But. It's also great. This song is great. Um, it's a lot like Dude, I Totally Missed You. Like yeah. The chords are pretty much uh-huh. the same. The sound's kind of the same. The tone is kind of the same, I guess. It, it, it's like, let me tell you guys the story. We're all around the fire. Yeah. You know. Uh-huh. Um, this album's, yeah. This is about Kyle Gass. Left on the streets of his dreams, yeah, he like D- Get ready for this, if listeners. <laughs> the flute, the recorders. So good. Take the lighter out. What's that? It's songs like it's songs like this that make me wonder how people cannot like that. I know, you know, it's just like a story, dude. I understand that everybody's entitled to their own like musical tastes. Everyone has their own opinion. I love that bass lick too. What? Yeah. What can you not like yeah. about this? I guess you could not like the way Jack Black sings. It's kind of breathy. Yeah. And the lyrics are stupid. Right. But like. If there, if there was was karaoke yeah. and you take the vocal, how could you not like that? Yeah, I don't know. It's gorgeous. It's it such, a good yeah, song. such a good song. <laughs> um, but it is kind of like it's interesting to think about how much of it is true. Yeah, you know, uh, just to just to I know we've already kind of said it, but there's also some like they they talk a, Jack talks a little bit about how. Like Tenacious D, because he got famous, kind of lost their indie credentials. Yeah. Like that, no one, no one that was a musician respected him. Mm-hmm. But also, kind of because he was in Tenacious D, the implication is no one respected him. I mean, the the songs that makes it sound like Hollywood Jack, like became this superstar. But we know Jack Black is not, you know, Bradley Cooper. He's not. He like he's famous, but he's not mm-hmm. the most famous. Right. So. It's kind of a weird 
um, sort of like damned if you do, damned, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like people who are real musicians were hating on him because he was in movies like The Holiday, but no one who's like, you know, people who are film critics aren't like Jack Black is the bee's knees, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, good song. I guess that's that's all I have to say about it. Badass, dude. Yeah. Then we get to five uh, stars. Oh, definitely five stars. Then uh, throw down a song about religion. Yeah. Which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. Basically, the theme more or less is a. Let's just quit, like messing with the religious people because some of them are crazy. <laughs> it's got. It's got right. Am I wrong there? People are sometimes too far one way, sometimes they're too far the other. Uh You like Throwdown? Yeah. It's only three minutes long. It's pretty groovy. It is. It's a good song. I remember when we were, I think, at the Kalahari and you uh, figured out that lick. On the guitar. Oh not yeah! That, not like it took you like forever. You just like. But, and it was wasn't it an accident? Yeah, kind of. Dude, what? <laughs> uh, and after that is Rock is dead. Rock is dead. Whoops. Dude, when I saw him live, they um, played this song, but they like played it in like instrumentally rock and roll by Led Zeppelin. Oh. But like slow down, it's like boom, boom. same game that I was at. No, the um, okay. old school acoustic style. Oh yeah. When this album came out, that, that's that's uh, important. Yeah. Did you know that this is the third single? Really? Would you have guessed that? No. I sure wouldn't have. But it's kind of like the road in a way. It is a lot like the road. Yeah. The feels the same. Yeah. The same beat at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Um, song's fine. Not really a standout, but it's fine. We've been talking about this song all night. <laughs> Let me turn it up real fast. They fucked our asses. They fucked them hard. But we kept our indie cred for the whole night yard. They blocked our album. They fucked our show. Yeah. But we marched through hill and dale, through the ice and snow. That's good. And then another one minute song, which I love, I, is t- I love it too, but it's I not really it. very tenacious D, but I love it. Dude. <laughs> the music like yeah. It is so good, but 
I, here's what I envision happening. Because Spiker, the bass player, is the keyboard player. I think he just like wrote this. It was like, can we put this on the album? They were like, fuck yeah, here we go. Let's write a right. Let's write a workout video. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's what this sounds like to me. Because yeah. it's only a minute long. It's barely a song. D- that part right there. That's exactly what I used to do to uh, my friend that I used to live with. Uh-huh. I used to be like, the bass, 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 because like it echoes like that, right? Oh, yeah. Bass, bass, bass. So I'd walk around the house being like, bass, 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 because I was annoying, right? And then the last song is Love this one. 39, which another thing that I noticed listening to this album, uh, the, like the first time through was like, they're less metal now. Oh, like yeah. they're going more like classic rock. There's still a lot of metal stuff, but in the past, you hear when you hear Jack Black, you're like, Meatloaf and Dio. Mm-hmm. And then clearly like they put, not that... I, I'm not saying like, oh, I picked that out, and then you know exactly it ended up on Pick a Destiny. Like Jack Black said that, like he's into Dio and he loved Meatloaf growing yes. up. And, but this is okay. You know who I also like, Bob Seger. Yeah. You know this is like classic. Mm-hmm. But this song is hilarious too. Dude, this reminds me of like just some dude at like. That's so true. That's so true. This is like, I mean, it's telling the story of an Indian Lake hillbilly. Like, I'm wearing socks and my toe is tight in his flip-flops. That's exactly what it is. Um, So if you're wondering what 39 is, it's it's a song about Jack Black, who has this 39-year-old backstage Betty who's like, he realizes he's getting older. He's he's not dating any 19-year-old chickadees, which is what he says. With no... 19-year-old chickadees no more. And then from now on, he's got his 39-year-old whore. (laughs) And then he says, don't you call her a whore. Um, So, uh, anyway. (laughs) It's just a good... Sometimes you can't say anything else other than, like, it's a good song. Mm -hmm. It's funny. The lyrics are good. The story is funny. Um... She needs a dentist. I remember making my mom listen to this song. Oh my god! And like, even my mom thinks it's funny. Yeah. Like, I remember it's true. It's also so like it's uncomfortable listening to your mom, but oh, I yeah. but I loved it so much I couldn't resist showing uh, it to her. Like, I remember getting to the part where he's like, "Boobies drooping, but she's good enough for me." Trimmed a pussy, <laughs> <laughs> and my mom laughed. <laughs> good enough for me. Give me a tissue. Let's skip to that part so all you listeners can hear it. I'm in my underwear. Here she come, come down the highway. She's knocking on my door. While you listen, I'm gonna look something up. I open the door. There she is. Not too bad. Good enough. 39-year-old lady, young enough for me. Boobies drooping, but she's good enough for me. No, it comes after this part. Yeah, yeah. 
I love it too. Trimmed up pussy hairs. Good enough for me. That's like some good call and response. Like, that's excellent. Guitar but you're like, dance great. <laughs> yeah. She my lady. My lady. By the way, now is a good time to point out <clears throat> that I did put, uh, I, I changed our status in Apple Podcast to explicit content. Oh, did you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's officially, we are and officially says that, right? an explicit yeah. content. <laughs> um, someday, when we're doing these, we're going to make a note. Tenacious D came too late 90s um, for us to talk about this, but the albums that have a parental advisory on them now versus what had them when I was in eighth grade mm-hmm. is insane. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure Offspring Smash does not have a parental advisory on it. And it has a song on it that kids used to listen to just because in the middle of it, they were like, you stupid, dumb shit, goddamn motherfucker. Uh Like in the song. So, uh, yeah, anyway. Um, This is the part where I was talking about Bob Seger, right? Now, I'm sure I'm not going to cue this up just right, but Jack Black just lifts a vocal lick from Night Moves, okay? So a better podcast would be prepared for this and have the audio queued up already, (laughs) but I don't. So here we go. We're going to just try it. This is Night Moves. Well, maybe. Let's try it here. Night moves. You know what? It happens later. Night moves is great. Nobody's mad that I have to play this whole thing because it's good. I'm starting to think it's like right at the very end. We're gonna practice No. Guys, at most you have 35 seconds. Coming right here. Here it comes. Not yet. Here it comes, right here. Okay, remember that? Here it is. Right here. One more time for you. Here's what happens. Very next thing in 39. Do you hear any similarity? Did I hear it, bro? It's exactly the same. And that that's on purpose. Yeah. Like like a lot of musicians, I tend to be like, oh. You know, sometimes they have the same idea. They're not consciously lifting that. But I guarantee, because the songs are so similar, the feels so similar, I guarantee Jack Black was like, I'm going to throw a Night Moves. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Genius. 
Yeah. This is great, too. Comfortable shoes. Uh, never lose. Just bro. what a Hashtag thing. Hashtag comfortable shoes. What a thing old people would say. <laughs> never lose. <laughs> comfortable shoes, never lose. <laughs> we can fucking talk about some things. You know what, Sam? She don't need no diamond rings. She don't need no diamond rings. Strong. Dude, so good. Yeah. So we definitely, I mean, I think we both agree. There's no song on here that's two thumbs down to the ground. No way. No. Um, man, that's good. Um, what a great comeback album, mm-hmm. right? Um, let's get to the uh, cover cut and uh, Hidden Gem. Uh, do you want me to go first or you to go first? I'll go first on okay, this Okay, what would you cover? Cover? low-hanging fruit me too yeah i would also cover low-hanging fruit it's just a good rock song and we would do it well and it's fun yeah uh definitely low-hanging fruit that's i wish we could do it but we can't it's 12 years too late yeah what would you cut i think we i got a clue from you earlier that i think we have the same one here too what would you cut Yeah. yeah you know i'm surprised you don't like death star well it's just I like everything more, man. Me too. Death Star is fine. Yeah. But it's just like okay. There's some funny lines in it. Yeah. We fucking hired a nerd. <laughs> we fucking paid a nerd. It is absurd, but we yeah. paid a fucking nerd. Um. Yeah, it's just it rocks, kinda. Mm-hmm. It kind of rocks, but it's also kind of boring. I we didn't even we really didn't talk about death star the whole time and i think it's because we were both like meh yeah it's just death star death star it's so weird that that was the song that like kick-started this album yeah i think they were what from what i was reading was like they were both excited about it Mm -hmm. just okay the song or like the like they've they've been playing it live i have they yeah yeah it's just meh it's just okay i don't like it all right Hidden gem. Who goes first here? What would you do for the hidden gem? This is really. Oh, the hidden gem is definitely. um... Because, oh, the ones you. uh, Sorry. Rise of the Phoenix was a single. Low Hanging Fruit was a single. And uh, uh, Rock is Dead is a single. Would you even pick Rock is Dead for the hidden gem? Oh, no. Me neither. I wouldn't. Yeah, so. Like, I don't want to pick Roadie because it's. That's your jam, though. Uh, okay, I'll pick. You it. don't have to yeah. pick Rody. Well, no, I mean, I guess that'd be the first song I'd show someone. But then I think the true hidden gem is they fucked uh, our asses. <laughs> that's like the, that's like the gem yeah. in the album because it's only like, or to be the best, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, if I was gonna if if I was gonna try to hook somebody, I guess that's not true. Um. If I just wanted to make someone laugh, yeah, and I was like, "Look, this is gonna be funny, but also think about how musical this is." Mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Here's they fucked our asses, or to be yeah. the best." But my hidden gem is Senorita. Oh yeah, the story. It is the story's good. The uh, and it, it's it's definitely not like Tenacious D famous mm-hmm. even, and it's just like a great little pop song that for me, like Tenacious D. 
like obviously we love them all we do is like kiss their ass the as we've done these last three episodes but the one thing there are other acts that are similar like tenacity i'm a big flight of the concords fan and flight of the concords even talk about how like what the camera's not plugged in bro yeah it is what are you talking about dude it's not bro what are you talking about what are you talking about Dude, I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Oh, oh, you unplugged it I and did, you didn't dude. tell me. Dude, I Why'd forgot. you do that? Dude, because I was walking around. That was a really bad move on your part. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so we were talking about, what was I talking about? <laughs> oh, man. Um, this feels like that time we realized we had missed the exit on the way to school. <laughs> Don't worry, man. I can I can add the audio later. All right. It'll probably sh- be shitty, but um, so what were we saying? Uh, you're talking about Cinerita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flight of the Concords. Like I'm a big Flight of the Concords fan, and Flight of the Concords even makes jokes about how like they're kind of they're not Tenacious D ripoffs. They mm-hmm. kind of came up at the same time, but like Tenacious D was famous first. Yeah. So th- there's jokes in the show about like they're Tenacious Dundee, like because oh, they're yeah. fr- but um. But what Flight of the Concords does, the Tenacious D, Tenacious D kind of stuck to one genre. Like they were metal and that was their shtick. Like they're mm-hmm. like acoustic metal. Flight of the Concords could kind of like do any style of music and like, oh, they do techno, they do metal, they do like, and they'd make it sound like authentic, even mm-hmm. though it was a parody. And Senorita is like, hey, we can do that authentic oh, stuff yeah. too. Yeah. You know? And it's, very effective mm-hmm. really good so dude that's it that's the that's it that's that, 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 that that's all folks yeah yeah so um one thing we remembered to do last episode and i'm going to try to remember to do it um if you're listening to this the day it comes out or a couple days after and you're in the columbus area we are at a very fun event um, this Friday, it's called Fourth Friday in Westerville. There will be a ton of people there. They close down the street. We will be on the corner of Home and State Street, like the north end of uh, the party. And it is probably going to be really sweet. So if you're in the area, come see us. Uh, you know what? Hashtag get wet. Two young boys go and two. They sold their souls And I got a story A story it once was told Two young boys go into the liquor store Where they sold their souls Hey, yeah
to take this stuff now? You could do one more, man, next week if you want. I think we should try to. Yeah. And if, you know, if we can't, I'll just come pick it up before, uh, we go to...